This is a podcast by the Business Times. Welcome to Money Hacks, a podcast series by the Business Times, where we explore useful financial tips. I'm your host Chris Lim, and today we have with us Gregory Van, CEO and founding partner of Robo Investment Advisory in Dawah. And today we'll be talking about investment costs. Jack Bogle, the famous head of Vanguard Group, has said before that the miracle of compounding returns has been overwhelmed by the tyranny of compounding costs. So, I mean, we're going to figure out how true is that and what that means for you. Welcome to the show, Greg. Thank you for having me, Chris. So, what does Indalus do in a nutshell? So, Indalus.com is the first digital investment advisor for your CPF, SRS, and cash, and it is very low cost. Okay, well, fees and costs. It's great if you your investments are making great returns, but if your costs eat into that, well, I mean, that's kind of like defeating the purpose of growing your wealth and making all those investments. But are Singapore's investment fees higher than elsewhere? Is this a problem here? It absolutely is. Singapore being one of the most developed countries in the world actually suffers from having far above average fund level fees. And it's driven by fees, as you would imagine. There are two parts to fees. There's the sales fee, and then there's the fund level fee. Uh, the sales fee is typically charged by whoever sold you the fund. And in Singapore, I mean, we've heard that ranging from 1% to even 4 or 5% still, which is unheard of in most markets. But let's ignore that for now. There's a bigger virus in this industry which is called the trailer fee. Now, I'm guessing most people have never actually heard of the trailer fee. What is it? Yeah, so that's a good question. The trailer fee is actually paid by the fund manager as a kickback to whoever sold you the fund. So it's invisible to you. Now, here's the problem with the trailer fee. If I am selling funds to you, then I am now incentivized to sell you funds with a higher trailer fee. So my selection bias on what fund to sell you is based on which fund manager will pay me more. And this trailer fee is recurring. So let's say, for example, a fund expense ratio is 1.8%, which is around the average in Singapore. Around 1% of that 1.8%, so more than half of it, would go back to the person who sold you or the company that sold you the fund. So that company could be Fund Supermart, it could be DBS, it could be Standard Chartered, it could be any bank or broker or your financial advisor. Now, here's the problem. The distribution, so the bankers, the brokers, the financial advisors have a stranglehold on the fund providers, so the guys who actually manage the money, because they will then say, okay, well, fund manager A is paying me 1% per year. Fund manager B is only offering me 0.8% per year. Which fund am I going to sell my client? The answer is obviously the one that pays me more. Now I'm no longer working in the best interest of my client. And that is the problem. As a result, the fund level fees remain high so that the distribution fee, this trailer fee back to distribution, this kickback can remain high. If you like Money Hacks so far, please subscribe to Money Hacks on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify. And like us and give us a rating. 
And now back to our conversation with Gregory Van, CEO and founding partner of Digital Investment Advisory in Dallas. And we've been talking about fees. In fact, before the break, we were talking about trailer fees, which is essentially kickback fee to whoever sold you a fund on investment product. Greg, how do you get around this? Okay, so trailer fees are big components of your cost as an investor. Is it something that you can't do anything about? Is it just the way it is? So unfortunately, it's a generally accepted market practice in Singapore. It's actually been made illegal in certain markets around the world, including Australia recently, the UK, and Europe. But it's a generally accepted practice here, and it is the way that most funds are sold. Now, there is a way around it, and that is for whoever sold you the fund to actually rebate that trailer fee when they receive it. That is an, a practice that Endowis has actually started, and, and we're one of the pioneers of that model. The other way of getting around it is something else that Endowis tries to do, which is access what they call the institutional clean share class. So Chris, you may be aware that when you buy a fund, and you maybe do some research online about this fund, you may see that one fund could have seven or eight different share classes. Those share classes may be in different currencies, and more often than not, they have a lot of different fees. The other difference could be, you know, it could be a distributing share class, which means that dividends are distributed to the investors, or it could be a what they call an accumulating share class, where the dividends are automatically reinvested and increase the value of the fund. So there are two ways to get around this trailer fee and to also make sure that the person selling you the fund is not incentivized incorrectly. That is by having that person rebate the trailer fee in full. And the second is to try and access the institutional clean share class. Now, the problem with the second option for most investors is that the institutional clean share class will usually have a minimum investment size of, let's say, 10 million US dollars. Is, is often $10 what you million dollars. 10, I 10 mean, million. That, that makes it inaccessible to individual investors, then, right? Correct. So, what you can do is go through an institution like Endowas in order to access these institutional share classes. Just to give you a more practical example, we use PIMCO institutional share class funds in our portfolios. The same exact funds are being sold to the retail market at almost a 1% per year premium on the fee, the same exact fund. To give you an idea of what 1% means, so as you started with a boggle quote, let's say I were to earn an 8% return on average every year. And then let's say we had the same market return. So the underlying asset did the same amount, but you paid 1% more. So you on average earned a 7% return. 30 years go by, we're good friends. And, you know, we're out playing golf one day. How much more money do I have than you? So you've just paid 1% more for 30 years. How much more money do I have than you in percentage terms? So the answer is 1.07 to the power of 30 versus 1.08 to the power of 30. So this is the compounding return of 7% versus 8%. That 1% fee difference will result in 245% of my initial capital. So if I invest, if we both invested, let's say $100,000, I now have $245,000 more than you because you paid 1% more in fees. That's a lot of money. I think it's 
extremely important for investors to manage cost. It's probably the best thing you can do for yourself as an investor. And interesting that you mentioned that period of time because the costs compound. I mean, you keep paying them and they add up and they just eat into your return. That's right. So we often tell clients that getting alpha, so beating the market by 1% per year is a heck of a lot harder than decreasing your cost by 1% per year. And by decreasing your cost, you are already increasing your probability of success substantially. In fact, a very famous Morningstar study has stated that fees are the best predictor of future fund returns. It's interesting that they say that. It's not the Morningstar rating, but actually the fees. So if you look at the cheapest quintile of funds, and then you cut up the fund universe into these quintiles from cheapest to most expensive, your chances of beating the benchmark are drastically higher as the fund level fees go down. So the relationship is very obvious. But as you mentioned, it's a lot easier to control your fees rather than to chase alpha, as you mentioned, it, which is really elusive to beat the market, which is never guaranteed, in fact, really hard to do. Whereas Correct. you can do something about controlling your fees. Yes. So I think as a bare minimum, you should control your fees and let the power of compounding work for you. Thanks, Greg. So, I mean, we've been talking about fees and what fees there are to watch out for and how controlling fees can make a huge difference in your investment returns, especially over the long run, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Thanks, Greg. We've been speaking with Gregory Van, CEO and founding partner of Robo Investment Advisory in Dawas. That's a wrap for this episode of Money Hack, a podcast series by The Business Times. That was an SBH podcast by The Business Times. Find us on Spotify, Apple or Google Podcasts or streaming on Google Home. Do feedback to us at podcast.sbh.com.sg. You can also check out more podcasts on various topics at The Straits Times, The Business Times and Money FM 89.3. Any financial or investment information in this podcast is for use in Singapore only and is intended to be for your general information. Any particular investment or decision should only be made after consulting with a fully qualified financial advisor.